Hi, Steve Queen here with Livewood Media. Welcome to video number 25 in the First Things series. First Things is a booklet I made to help me stay on track as a follower of Jesus. You can get your own at livewoodmedia.com and I encourage you to do so and follow along. So in video 25 here, we are going to be starting, if you're following in the, in the First Things uh, text, on page 12. Page 12, and we'll be looking at Luke 12, uh, verses 32 through 34. And we're going to provide a little bit of context by backing up. Um, and uh, so please follow along with me, Luke chapter 12, and we'll start with verse 15, and then we'll just skip over a few things to, to get to the point for this video. Verse 15 says, Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And then he tells a story about a man who uh, said he was going to build bigger barns and bigger barns, and he was told, you fool, this night your soul will be required of you. And, you know, and then who gets your stuff? It just gets, people get obsessed with, with uh, mammon, uh, or, which is money and stuff. Uh, that's the wealth that Jesus was talking about. And then he talks about how the birds and the lilies are taken care of by God. And he says to seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things that the pagan world runs after as a top priority will be added to you. So put God first. Then he comes to Luke 12, 32, and he says this, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In this video, we're going to talk about wealth and what a trap the pursuit of wealth can be. Now, let me say right here that the Apostle Paul wrote in one of his epistles, I believe it was uh, maybe 2 Timothy, but he said, command those who are rich in this present world to be generous and willing to share. Paul didn't write by the Spirit and say, tell those wealthy people, tell those rich people, sell everything you have and give it all away. Now let, let's look at these verses and apply a little bit of practicality because the Bible is really practical. Um, don't be afraid, little flock, verse 32, your father's been pleased to give you the kingdom. So God has, has given the kingdom of God to us. And he says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Notice he didn't say sell all your possessions. There is a time Jesus tells one man, the rich young ruler, to sell everything. As I recall, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But that man went away sorrowful because he had great wealth. You could say his wealth had him because Jesus offered him to come to follow him. But he said, you need to go do this because that man loved his wealth way too much. So here Jesus says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted where no thief comes in, no moth destroys. Here's the core issue. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For now, all I'll say about that is that your heart, your commitment, what really matters to you, and your money move together through your life. Um, 
frankly, if you want to know somebody's real priorities, if you know where their money and their time go, that tells the story. And that's just the truth. That's just how it is. So the point from these, this passage here is that Jesus told him in verse 15, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life is, is not about your possessions. This is a real trap. People, people pursue both as if they can, they can you know, love wealth and love Jesus. And we'll, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But here he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I will say from personal experience, I will go into details for a few reasons, but um, one of the best sort of spiritual enemas you can ever have if you're all locked up is to give. Give. Give of your money. Give of your stuff. Give people things. Do things for people. When, when you get too, when I get too balled up in myself and I'm all worked up about something, often the way out of that involves giving money or things or time and energy to somebody else. Jesus is trying to help us. He's not trying to make us all poor. Just imagine if everyone sold everything, we'd all be standing out in the street because we didn't have houses anymore looking at each other. He doesn't mean get rid of everything, that having anything is bad, but he does say you got to watch out for wealth. It's a slippery slope. Now let's go to the next section, Luke 14, 28 through 33. Luke 14, 28 through 33. Jesus says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. So the point there is do your homework. Really think this through. Don't just make a big commitment to something not knowing what you're getting into and then realize halfway through, a third of the way through, oh no, I can't do it. Um, That's just foolish. And especially when you're talking about deciding to follow Jesus and to really repent, believe, and follow him, and he's going to be your master, know what you're getting into. Know what you're getting into. Luke 14, 31, or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? That's a good thing to think through and pray through. This king's coming after me. He's got 20,000 in his army. I've got 10,000 in my army. What do we do? This is a big deal. If he is not able, verse 32, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way. In the same way. So just as the tower builder and the king with the army of 10,000 really have to think and imagine and feel and get very real and honest about where they're at and what kind of commitment they're making. What is it going to take to follow this through? What does this mean? What is being asked or required of me? Being very clear about that. So he says, verse 33, in the same way that those people really thought about it, Notice this, 
any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. I already mentioned uh, a few minutes ago how that Jesus is not here saying that everyone has to not own anything. Like, literally give the shirt off your back, maybe. Sell your house, sell your car. Um, don't have dishes, don't have forks and knives, and don't have mugs. I mean, everything. All of it's got to go. No books, no anything. That he just wants us sitting in the woods somewhere in a, in a tunic and just for what? The point here is this. If you give up everything, you give up possession, ownership of it. And there are other scriptures that you can look at that'll, that'll underline this. The point is that Jesus is the one who tells us what we have and what we don't have. If the Lord puts it on your heart to give something to somebody, you got to do it. Otherwise, you're miserable and disobedient. He wants us to live as stewards of what he has given us, of our heartbeat, our breath, our brains, our spirit, everything, that we are completely yielded to him. That's what he's saying. I'm looking for a commitment that goes all the way to the bone, my friend. That's what he's saying to all of us. I want to be Lord and I mean it. And that means your money is my money. Your time is my time. Your stuff is my stuff. You don't own it. You're just using it. Remember, if you want to save your life, you're going to lose it. If, if you lose your life for him, you're going to save it. He means this. So right there, he's saying you cannot be someone who's obsessed with stuff and be his disciple. Let's finish up with Luke 16, 13. I don't think it gets more clear than this. Luke 16, 13. No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money or mammon, wealth. You can't. You can't serve God and wealth. One is going to be on top. So you can love God and serve God and use money. But what you can't do is love wealth and use God. One of those two is going to be your God, either wealth money, stuff, or God himself. And human beings who have made wealth their God are just in a sad, sad state. I've been around some of those. They're miserable. They're completely miserable for a whole bunch of reasons. One, it's never enough. Whatever you've got is never enough. It just goes on and on and on. And I've had a rich person one time told me, yeah, at a certain point, your net worth, your, your wealth that you've amassed, it's just like a score. And they would get together with their other incredibly wealthy uh, friends, and it, it was like a game to them. Who had accumulated more wealth since the last time they got together? 
you know? Um, so you can have wealth and love Jesus, but you've got to love Jesus and then just hold on to the wealth, use the wealth, not worship the wealth, not set your heart on the wealth. Because Jesus is very clear. You're going to love one or the other. You're going to serve one or the other. You can't serve both. So this video is simply just about things Jesus said regarding wealth and watching out for that. If we're going to be Jesus followers, we've got to make a decision. Is wealth really our God? Like, okay, above all, get rich, and then you can be nice, and then you can do all this other stuff. But what you got to do first is get rich. No. Get rich or die trying? No. It's he comes to abide in me and I abide in him, no matter about the wealth, no matter about the money. Uh, there's some wonderful scriptures about people who gave when they had very, very little. Um, there's one church that gave out of their poverty, and Paul mentions that in an epistle, uh, which is a sort of achingly beautiful thing. I mean, they these were poor people, but they put money into an offering to help others. That's just beautiful. That's really being free from the love of money. And by the way, the love of money is a root of all kinds, many types of evil. It's the loving the money that's the problem, not using the money. And then, of course, Jesus talked about the woman um, who put two little copper coins into the offering while all these other wealthy people were putting in these huge amounts. And Jesus said she gave more than them because she gave all she had left. All she had left. Giving is a great way to get free of, uh, of loving wealth. And I just encourage you to embrace that as part of your journey. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, as always, check out livewickmedia.com uh, and the videos may be on YouTube or other places online. Uh, please like and share and let your friends know because, uh, again, I believe these, uh, these things uh, will be of great value to you in your walk with Jesus. I know they have been for me and they continue to be. So God bless you. We'll see you on video 26. Bye-bye.